Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey, listeners, in this episode, you'll hear from pharmacist Ronnie Fumia, who will be sharing tips on leadership, where he sees the pharmacy profession, and some things that pharmacy students need to be thinking about. Okay, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Ronnie Fomia. He is the Area Director of Outpatient Pharmacy for the Michigan and Indiana markets for Ascension Health, which is the largest nonprofit health system in the country. And Ronnie has been a pharmacist since 1999 in the state of Michigan, and he has managed pharmacies since 2007. He has been appointed by Governor Snyder to the PNT committee and has recently earned a seat to serve on the Oakland County Pharmacist Board. Ronnie, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much. I really, really uh, appreciate you welcoming me. It's an honor to talk to you as well. And thank you for all that you have done for our profession uh, in, in a very big way. So honor to be here. Well, thank you. And thanks for joining us. Now that our listeners have heard a little about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure. I'm uh, married with uh, three beautiful children. They grew up so quickly. I have a a teenage daughter that's 14 years old, a a teenage son that's 13 years old, and uh, uh, another son that just turned 11. So I've been very blessed uh, uh, to have three healthy kids and uh, and a wonderful wife. Um, And, uh, you know, I've been working in pharmacy practice for uh, over 20 years now, and boy, has time flown. Can't believe where the 20 years have gone, uh, and our profession has changed drastically during that time. So, uh, but it's still an exciting time to be in healthcare. That's for sure. It certainly is. It certainly is. And one of the the passions that you have is um, looking at really the future of our profession. So, um, looking at you know pharmacy students and. Um, well, really, you know, even job placement, um, they are, you know, I've got some students on rotation with me right now and, um, the, the pandemic has certainly, uh, caused some shifts in their rotation experience, uh, for this upcoming year, but, um, give us some of your thoughts on what you see for the future of pharmacy students and, and job placement. Great question. I volunteer teach at uh, the Wayne State University School of Pharmacy, and I, I give a yearly lecture on the future of pharmacy practice and what students need to do to make themselves competitive. I'll tell you, there's students are scared. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. The job market has drastically changed over the years. People forget as well that a lot of these students throughout the country are also coming out with heavy debt. So on their minds, when I'm talking to students, the very first thing that comes to their mind is, boy, I got into this profession and I may not have a job, but that debt isn't going anywhere. So the advice I give students, to be honest, is 
you have to change your thinking. The way that you approach uh, the job market is you got to control what's within your control. Uh, there's some key mistakes that a lot of students are making. And that's why when I'm talking to students, not only in Michigan, but throughout the country, um, it's very, very important that students get mentors. Having a mentor early on to guide students through that process is very, very important. Getting an early internship is important as well. One of the key mistakes a lot of students are making right now is when they're in pharmacy school, they get through their first year and they're thinking, well, you know what, I'm just gonna wait uh, until my final year of pharmacy school to start looking for a job, I'm not really sure. That's a mistake because you need that experience early on. The job market has changed so much that a lot of employers value that experience. You being book smart is, is absolutely crucial. The skill sets that you learn in school are absolutely crucial. But having that real life experience and getting your foot in the door somewhere is important. Some of the questions I get from students is, well, what do I do? Maybe I'm not certain if I want to work in the community pharmacy setting or in the hospital setting or at the end of graduation, do I want to do a residency? The advice I give to students is try to remain balanced. Whatever it is, if you're unsure of what you want to do, a lot of students know, do they want to, they love community pharmacy, they're passionate about that or hospital pharmacy. But if you don't know, still start somewhere. And students that, that are graduating that have never interned or trying to find an intern, internship or trying to find a job at the last minute really, really struggle. And that is something that's important important as well. Um, we can get into some of the things that students can do as well in terms of developing their skill sets. There's certain things that is, is completely different today. If counting pills, if you're getting into the community pharmacy setting, for example, the days of just counting pills and putting labels on a bottle are over. And it is so important for students to develop their skill sets around clinical offerings. You gotta be passionate, knowledgeable about immunizing. Very few community pharmacy sites will hire a pharmacist if they are not certified in immunizations. So develop that skill set. Learn about the power of vaccines and become an advocate for that. That's so, so important. Another would be building connections early on. It's not always about your resume or where you finished in school. It's about building those important connections. I always tell people, Get on uh, LinkedIn, for example, develop a profile, make as many good connections as you possibly can to try to get your foot in the door. It's very, very important in who you know. Stay aggressive. There's nothing wrong with building those connections, but also staying aggressive in, this, in the job market. If you send out a, a resume, try to get a, if you don't hear back, try to get a, a call. Uh, to somebody, try to, to talk to people and, and ask for that feedback as much as possible. Be open to that feedback as well. And lastly, become a leader. No one is going to turn away a good pharmacist that also can lead. It is so important, especially in business today. Having that mixture of clinical skill sets along with having that business knowledge and developing leadership skills is so important. And if, if you follow that, it may take a little bit longer than what it would take before. When I finished uh, school in 1999, we were closing down pharmacies. I would literally go to a shift 
And I was working for a company called Arbor Drugs by that at that time. Arbor Drugs was actually acquired by CBS that very year that um, that I started in 1999 here in Michigan. And there was such a, a drastic job shortage or uh, need for pharmacists. I would get a call at 5 p.m. saying, sorry, we have to close you. Can you please move down to the store down the street that's more busier than the one you're at? Those days are, are have changed drastically. So we're seeing applicants of 30, 40, 50, 60 applicants per job posting right now. So how do you distinguish yourself is very, very important. Here's the thing. If you're a name on a resume without anybody knowing you or building those connections, it is hard. You have to find a way to build those connections, build those things I just talked about, leadership skills, uh, develop your skill sets. Uh, we talked about immunizations. How about point of care testing? I'm point of care certified. And it's something that I truly believe in. Look at what's happening right now with COVID, for example. More and more pharmacists are getting involved in testing. And even though a lot of states are not requiring point of care testing, it's still an amazing skill set to have. So, so those are some of the things that I discuss with a lot of students throughout the country of what can you do differently to make yourself stand out? And that is so very important. You got to get your name out there, get involved in different associations and groups and community events. Um, so those are some of the things that um, the students are going to have to do, but be patient. As I mentioned earlier, when I finished, I people I had offers all over the place. Now the average time to get a job may be three months, four months. If you don't have a job right away after finishing school, it may take longer. But if you follow the advice I just gave, the chance of you eventually finding a job is pretty darn good. Yeah, that's some great uh, advice. And I love that you're able to share that um, with students uh, in your local area. And hopefully more uh, will be able to hear that um, from this from this episode. But yeah, several of the things that you hit on are just so timely um, right now with the coronavirus pandemic vaccines. Um, you know, pharmacists and, uh, and pharmacies are going to be uh, key points of, of accessing those, I am sure, uh, as the COVID-19 vaccines developed and point of care testing. We're seeing that, um, you know, several of the larger retail uh, stores are leveraging that footprint to um, open up more testing sites and things. And pharmacists are um, serving in those roles and capacities. And uh, so you you were already kind of predicting the future um, of things that uh, are some skill sets that certainly need to be had. Um, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the um, getting getting connected and networked. And uh, it does take a little bit of time to, to build those relationships. But, um, you know, I would just add that if students are looking on LinkedIn, you know, follow people, you know, like yourself um, who are posting some great content and, um, you know, interact with that content, like and comment and post and things like that um, to be able to build relationships. So Ronnie, um, you mentioned a lot about uh, pharmacy students and things. Are there any other skill sets that uh, pharmacists might need to stay ahead and um, be competitive uh, in this ever-changing marketplace or just with kind of the future of pharmacy shifting, uh, as you mentioned? 
For sure. Some of the things that, that I mentioned is uh, around uh, immunizations. You've got to become an advocate for immunizations, become an advocate for point of care testing, uh, become an advocate for uh, having pharmacists be recognized as providers. Uh, those are all great things to, to do. And when I was talking also about building connections, whatever, whatever state you're in, building connections with your state uh, association, for example, in Michigan, having that experience and uh, building a connection with, for example, the Michigan Pharmacists Association is, is so important. But just having that clinical advantage is, is, is absolutely crucial. You know, coming out of school, a lot of students, again, get confused in terms of, well, I, I, I have uh, did fantastic in school and I'm ready to, uh, to, uh, to go out into the real world. But if you have four people, five people, six people all applying for the same job, what distinguishes you from somebody else? And that's something very important to understand. Also, having your resume professionally prepared is something that's very important. How you carry yourself during the interview is very, very important. How to, in one of the most important skill sets, a lot of people that I see really are uncomfortable with, to be honest with you, is interviewing. A lot of people struggle with that process of really knowing how to interview and things to look for in an interview, how to even dress uh, for your interview when we actually had in-person interviews prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, just even simple things as prior to COVID when we were shaking hands on how to shake a hand. Those are important skill sets to have that people don't really think about. Having your name on a piece of paper is one thing, but how people view you and how you interact with others is so very important. Every single employer wants somebody that can get along with others. I think that's very important. Building those social connections is so important because businesses, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have people at times where it's you don't like to work with, for example. Knowing how to interact with people and getting along with others is so crucial to maintaining a pleasant work environment. So those are some of the intangibles that I would say. It's not just about knowing how to give a vaccine or knowing how to be point of care certified. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. But it's all the other intangibles that make you different from another individual. But I'll be honest, one of the most important things is nobody is turning down a good leader. Develop your skill sets. One of the most important things, most proud things I've accomplished in my career is helping people get to the next level. A lot of times you can help get yourself to the next level, but if you help others along the way, that says a lot about you and your leadership. How you develop others is so important. A lot of people confuse age with a lack of experience to be a leader of people. I disagree with that. I've had several leaders that freshly came out of school. They went from staff pharmacist 
to pharmacist in charge to district manager within one year to two years after finishing pharmacy school. So if you have that desire to lead people and help people and care about people, that's another important skill set to have. One of the most important, and I'll leave you with this in terms of something to look for, is develop your sense of compassion. I'll tell you, that is the number one thing that I look for. And that's something that is just absolutely required today. If you are in this for the wrong reasons, whether no matter what setting you're in, especially in today's world, if you're not a compassionate individual, this job isn't for you. The chance of you finding a job is going to be very, very hard if you don't have that sense of compassion. Remember in this world right now that we're facing with COVID, for example, there's so many people. It's not just about, are you worried about people being infected with a virus, but you're also dealing with people that are suffering a lot uh, mentally. There's people that are losing their jobs, people that are feeling anxious about the future. Whether you like it or not as a pharmacist, you're it's part of your responsibility to, no matter who you interact with on a daily basis, to understand their fears and to be compassionate and understanding of what they're going through. I think that's something that's very important. So if you notice, I've talked a lot about some of the skill sets, but some of the intangibles, such as leadership, compassion, being able to get along with others are just as important as those skill sets I mentioned. Certainly. And you know, a lot of times you don't get to practice those soft skills in school. Hopefully you're getting exposed to those on rotations or the, or how to do that and getting some coaching. But as you mentioned, one of the very first things, um, finding a good mentor, um, cause they can probably help you along the way with that too. So Ronnie, you mentioned uh, a little bit, um, about, you know, how people are handling the pandemic and you know, pharmacists being uh, there readily accessible as a healthcare pro, um, professional um, in community pharmacy setting are most likely going to be interacting with patients who are struggling. They're, they're just trying to survive. Maybe they have other issues. Um, and you know you're even in the the Michigan area, one of the harder harder hit areas. Tell us a little bit more about why um, compassion, especially, and is so important. And um, you know how can pharmacists be uh, taking care of your leading teams that are, uh, you know, community pharmacies all in that area? Um, what are some things that you guys are doing to take care of patients right now? What really is having that self-awareness, I think as a pharmacist, understanding that people that walk up, if you're in a community setting, people that walk up to your counter, say they're having a bad day and they're somewhat taking it out on you or are frustrated, keep in mind, and this is a very important skill set to have that kind of points back to what we talked about is in terms of compassion and be understanding that you never know what someone is going through in their life. I think having your team be think that way and be disciplined like that every single time, I think is important. I think training around getting people to understand that people don't realize what law pharmacy laws are, or they fully don't understand laws, or they don't fully understand the third party issues that pop up in pharmacy practice. But I think being able to understand that having that sense of taking one person at a time not knowing what that person is going through is so important. They could have recently lost their job. 
They could be going through a divorce. They could have lost a loved one. Let's be understanding of what people are going through. So I think that's something that is extremely important. Also, be do something special. I mean, that's something that I truly pride myself in is being able to help people that are less fortunate. That's why I got into doing what I do. There's a lot of people out there that are looking for help. Uh, we, uh, we recently helped a, a homeless shelter in Southeastern Michigan uh, because of the fact that people were having a hard time getting their drugs. Um, these were post-COVID patients being released from different facilities, uh, non-ascension facilities, but it was one of those things that we were honored to help to be able to try to, to provide some care to them in any way possible. And I'll tell you, you won't believe how appreciative people are when you they know that you've assisted them in, in ways of that nature. So just little things like that, but there's so many things too that people can, that are looking for support. There's loneliness, there's so much isolation right now. I cannot tell you how often Pharmacy teams throughout the country will receive a phone call from a senior citizen, not realizing that that might be their only interaction for the entire day. Uh, I take care of my elderly mom as well. And, you know, it's a struggle of uh, being a caregiver. It can be a struggle for so many. But right now, more than ever, there's a lot of people that are suffering through anxiety and mental illness and just fear of about the future. But isolation is important. And, and knowing that we might be that only interaction of the day for so many people uh, is something to think about. Absolutely. And, you know, another, another thing too, is um, how are you caring for your teams? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stress uh, going and, and working on the front lines and, t- and taking care of patients who are sick. Um, or, you know, if you're even worried that, that you're going into work and, um, you might interact with somebody that has COVID, uh, how are you leading your teams through this type of, of crisis? Great question. I think, again, it comes back to that sense of awareness and compassion. It's not just about the, uh, the people that we interact with, the patients that we interact with every day, but as leaders, made it very clear to our leaders that we may have people, uh, associates that may have a hard time getting to work, for example, uh, because they have to take care of a loved one or they have to, if the, I'm a parent. Uh, when school was canceled for the entire year, that's not easy on, on parents that also work and trying to find childcare, but being understanding is so important. Uh, having daily dialogue and check-ins with the team is so important, getting a pulse for where your team is and how they are doing and listening and being understanding to their fears as leaders is so important. Um, When all this happened early on, there's a lot of fear out there, right? There's a lot of people that are scared. And for us, we have to be able to understand what those fears are and listen and guide them through that process. But I think more so than than ever is providing a support network for our team an avenue to an an open dialogue as well. Being approachable uh, is so important. If you're an approachable leader, your team will come to you no matter what it is. There are certain things that you may want to hear and certain things that you don't want to hear, regardless, you want to hear from your team. Uh, And being approachable and creating that sense of of compassion within a workplace is just as important. Uh, So those are just some of the things that we see 
out there and guiding you through the teams and creating a very positive environment. I'll tell you, I'm a true believer in the power of the mind. And if you start thinking in a positive way, it's amazing how the world can change. Uh, I know that we're going to get through this. Uh, and I think that pharmacists are leading the way through this with all the amazing things that they're doing. But I think creating a positive work environment through care and compassion and working together is so important as well. Certainly. Um, and so, Ronnie, you mentioned uh, some of the things that you guys are able to do um, with for for patients who are struggling, and uh, one of those being that a lot of people are lo- losing jobs. You know, the unemployment rates are are going up um, with this economic crisis that is uh, coinciding with. Uh, the the virus. And so what are some of the things that, that you all have been able to do to help patients uh, in this time of need and, you know, when people really haven't been able to afford their meds? Well, there's uh, different patient assistance uh, programs that are out there. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton. People just need to know where to look and to ask and be able to get that help uh, for one. Two, there's a great partnership with the Dispensary of Hope, uh, which uh, for certain qualifications, uh, great opportunity for people to to utilize if they meet certain financial criteria, along with if they don't have insurance. Uh, I think that's uh, really, really good information to have because of the fact that people just don't know where to go for help um, if they don't have insurance. But people knowing that there's a lot of assistance out there is so important. The other option is look around. Uh, people don't realize that there can be major differences in cost of drugs. So what one pharmacy charges could be completely different than what another pharmacy charges for the same drug. I think uh, asking questions is very, very important. And generic drugs are a powerful thing to educate people on. Uh, not all drugs come in a generic form, but for the ones that, that do are a, an amazing asset to have to help people. Now, keep in mind, just because patients are also on brand name drugs uh, doesn't mean that there can't be a therapeutically equivalent drug that they can talk to their pharmacist about, they can talk to their doctor about, to educate them on, uh, to to help their patients through that process of possibly switching them to a drug that does come in a generic form. So there's a lot of partnerships out there. I just think that people need to ask when they do need help and do some research. Ask a lot of questions. Talk to your pharmacist about what options are available to you to get that help? I think more more so than ever, the the there's information out there. People just need to know where to ask to get that help. They do, and their pharmacist is a great resource. So, um, absolutely great to explain all of those ways that patients can rely on their pharmacist expertise as being the medication expert. So, Ronnie, we've been able to cover a lot of different topics uh, today, which has been so valuable. And one of the things that I always like to ask uh, our guests is, what is some advice that you'd tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? I think we touched on it earlier a little bit, is building those connections. I think that is so important. Who you surround yourself with as you're going through the process of developing your skill sets of both leadership and clinical skill sets is so important. But having that voice around you of somebody that you can lean on to get that advice from is so crucial to your development. Having a mentor 
building connections is something that is extremely important for our students today to uh, to get on right away. Something I probably wish I would have done more uh, more of because some of the mistakes that I've made in my career, I might not have made them if I would have had somebody to mentor me through that process. I'm a true believer in mentorship. I really do. Each and every one of us needs somebody that believes in us. We all do, no matter who it is, whether you're at home with, with your spouse or family or a friend, but having somebody that has your back and understands that, that, that you, they'll be with you no matter what is important. So I think developing that more connections uh, when I was younger, along with finding a true mentor that could have helped me um, through that process is important. Don't wait around. Don't wait for that mentor to come to you. Go out there and try to find somebody that you feel that, that you look up to and that is willing to invest the time and look after your well-being. So that's some of the advice I would probably give. Awesome. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much for sharing some of your words of wisdom and taking some time. I, I know that it is a busy, busy season for, um, everybody who is, is taking care of patients. And, um, we're so grateful, um, uh, to all of you and all of the work that you're doing. It was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much, Hillary. And it's an honor to, to be able to spend some time with you as well. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We are going to be relaunching our newsletter. So be sure that you're signed up over at pharmacyadvisory.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter and we're going to be sharing some good content there. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Also, be sure to check us out at Talk to Your Pharmacist on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.